We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to Zach Zaidman and Tom Thayer on Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We're in for Mullion Hall this morning until 10 o'clock. Coming up, oh, in about 20 minutes from now, we will talk with Pete Bursich, who is the Minnesota Vikings radio color analyst. And yeah, we'll talk a little bit about what transpired yesterday against the Giants and the fact that the the Viking season's over. But we really want Pete on because uh, he has the inside scoop on Kevin Warren, understands him better than most, and uh, this is a guy who's now going to be running the Bears for a long time. So what should we know about Kevin Warren, who gets introduced as the new you know, Bears president? Pete, Pete's high school this year <clears throat> beat my high school in the state playoffs. I didn't bring it up, Tom. You did. I apologize that uh, the bad memory started flooding into your head, but it happens. Maybe next year. Yeah. Right? So we'll we've been talking a lot of football and a lot of bear stuff. Before we get to all the bear stuff, and I, I, I'm going to pelt you with a whole bunch of bears questions, and you can join us, 312-644-6767. We talk Cubs with Ron Coomer coming up at 9 o'clock about an hour from now. So... What stood out to you about this awesome weekend of football? Um, you know, I good quarterback play with some of the teams. You know, great arm accuracy, great arm confidence, uh, good coaching by some young <clears throat> young coaches like Dayball and McDaniel. Excuse me, sorry. Um, quarterback and, play gets you emotional. I get it. Yeah, and you know. A, a good offensive, a good offense and defensive line can make a difference. Kevin Fishbane mentioned it. You asked them the first priority for the Bears is you have to look at the trenches, and there's no doubt about it. It's because as good as Justin is and all the values he has, Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, how nice of a one-two punch they are. Where Cole Komet is going in his game, the size of the receivers they've been able to bring in, the development of ta- uh, talent in the defensive backfield. Um, Jack Sanborn coming aboard and working well with Nicholas Morrow, Matt Adams, and Joe Thomas. 
But if you look at the offense and defensive lines, they struggled. You know, there was um, a history of fourth and one and third and short plays that they weren't able to convert because they weren't getting movement on the offensive line. And if you just sat there and watched a camera of just the line of scrimmage, you watched no other element of the of the sport of the game, and you watch so. You watch the Bears' helmets. Are they getting pushed backwards if they're on defense, and are they pushing forward if they're on offense? And that's what they need to do. They need to dominate that area of the field so when you do put these playmakers in place that they have an opportunity to be more explosive. If it's immediate pressure on Justin, no sustained time of protection, if there is no ability for the Bears to stop the opponent's running game, they can't win. So as much as we're sitting here, and and you know what? It'd be nice to hear a reflection from Bears fans out there to see, you know, where what is their goal with the first pick in the draft? And no matter how they're looking at Justin Fields, do they still think that the more important element of future success is the development of the line of scrimmage? See, here's what we need to get answered. Where are the strengths in free agency? The positions of strength in free agency. What's the strength of this draft? You know, because... Some of the positions the Bears need, it's not a position of strength in this draft. There are no premier wide receivers, like the game-changing ones that, that you've seen in the playoffs. Apparently, that's not in this draft, which is one of the reasons that Ryan Poles made that trade for Chase Claypool. Right. Also, what kind of an offense are you running? Are, are you running the type of offense that, Justin Fields was running at Ohio State. Are you going to go and try to do something like that? Or are you going to try and continue this Ravens-like offense that they ran this year? Because then you're not looking at the same types of players as most teams in the National Football League. You're, you're, you have to build your team differently if you're going to have Justin Fields be a run-first quarterback who passes off of that. He can't be a run-first quarterback. He's He's got to be a throw priority and run when everything else breaks down. Because if you're going to take um, and turn him into a run-first quarterback, you're just going to be flirting with disaster his whole career. And if you think you're going to take a run-first quarterback, invest $250 million of guaranteed money in him, then you're going to be on the losing end of it. I think it's about Justin from – Zero to 10 yards, learning how to throw the ball with such efficiency, it's almost a pass you can't stop. Because you're not relying on protection that's going to last over three seconds. You're going you're gonna to rely on Justin calling the play in the huddle, understanding what he's seeing across the line of scrimmage, and then being able to get the ball out of his hands immediately into a playmaker. That's the way this offense is going to succeed. All right, so I, I'm, I'm, I've got a pen here, got a pad. Help me out here. If you're trying to build an offense where he can do that successfully, how do the Bears turn Justin Fields into the kind of proficient passer he needs to be to help take this team to the next level? So so you're Luke Getz, you're whoever you want to be. And we're sitting in the room, we're watching, oh, we're watching tape of this year's games with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Now let's watch only the plays that he makes the wrong decision. Because there's a number of them, and it's—I mean—it's just the development of the quarterback position. So when we were, I was putting some information together for the Detroit—the last Detroit game, mm-hmm. and I saw there was five plays after the play was called where Justin missed Cole Komet. 
five plays, and that's in one game, and that's to one player. Now, if you took every single play that was run during the course of the season and you say, Justin, let's look at the things you did wrong, not the plays that you did right, because, you know, we can all watch those and be, you know, pat ourselves on the back. But how do you improve off the things that you made a, a wrong decision or you put the ball in a position where it wasn't? be able to be catched by the offensive player and that's how you're going to improve this offense and it is you know about capitalizing on the plays that were there to be made and then making them what do you have on this roster that you you for example when I look at the Cubs and this off the last year and a half for the Cubs was terrible right after they made all the trades at the deadline in 2021 they took a step back they were rebuilding. I don't care what they want to call it, but that's that's what was happening, right? And then this offseason, they've added to a nucleus that you began with guys like Horner and Hap and Suzuki and Stroman and Steele and Thompson, right? And they added to that. Who are you adding to? Who are the guy the building blocks on this Bears team other than Fields this offseason? What are you building around? Um, building around. Or so I mean if I'm if I'm building around I could, building around fields yeah 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 you know you're building around fields you're building around Cole Komet you're building a, upon a receiver position that you hope that a size could be their asset when you're talking about six six Cole six four Claypool six five EQ St Brown and I listen I like Darnell Mooney I'm not you know size is is not one of his assets but those other guys including Cole Komet are you got two really good running backs in Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert but I'm you know I, you know on the offensive line is is Braxton Jones one of my building blocks or is he a guy that came in as a fifth rounder fortunate to start every game and play every play is he a building block or is he a position that even though he went out and did everything we asked of him we need to get better at that position because to me across both lines of scrimmage they have to get better and so 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 let's get specific here does that mean Two, three players on on each side of the line? Yes. You know, Justin Jones. So I would, you know, investigate his talents a little bit more. Is he the three-technique defensive tackle that Matt Eberflus and Allen Williams needs in this defense for this system to run successfully? Because to me, I don't see enough explosiveness out of him to be super disruptive and make the opponent's offense dysfunctional. But he is a good player, and he, now he's created a little bit of versatility at the end of the season for him. But I need three other guys. I need five other guys for game day activation of, of that defensive line in order to be the run-stopping, forcing into a passing scenario defensive line that I need. And then on the other side of the ball, I need an offensive line. And then, you know what? I don't care about the rushing stats from this year because I I don't really give them credit because so much of the rushing yards were given to the court were from the quarterback. Right. I want to know what the running game is offering you. How you know how many yards and all that because when you look at the offensive line is they need to continue to have be able to have a physical style of a running attack but it's about the pass protection is they need to give Justin that two and a half to three and a half seconds of uninterrupted vision to get the best out of him. If he's looking to use his athleticism 
for escapability by the time he gets to his drop step. I don't ever think he's going to develop as a passer. He needs the time and the protection behind center in order to give him the confidence that he can go through his reads and make sure he makes the right decision from there. The trust in the people out there, the the ability to understand the offense. Remember, this this past year was the third consecutive year in a new offense. Right. Last year at Ohio State, <clears throat> Nagy last year and, and the offense that they ran this year, and they kind of tweaked it in the middle of the season after the Washington game where they went more to that run-based attack because they just – tried to generate something after averaging 15 and a half points per game over the first six games of the season. But that's that's how you help the quarterback process faster. It's that familiarity. It's the understanding that you have a little bit more time than you think because the protection up front is a little bit better and, and you give him tar- – but see – you can't fill all of that in one off. No, but but you can give him more time. You can protect him better as a passer because you know you look at the play distribution that Luke Getzey called it. It was a nice distribution between run and pass. It wasn't lopsided in one direction where the opponent's defensive coordinator would come in here and say, "Okay, if we take their run game away from them, they're a completely dysfunctional offense." Luke did a, did a nice job of having an equal percentage of run and pass. But it's about when they do decide to throw the ball and they need to give Justin that extra half a second of protection, that the offensive line has to be up to that. And that wasn't the case. When you look at the sack differential on this team, what is it, 20-something sacks, 20 or 22 sacks by the Bears' defense, and they gave up over 50 sacks, that, that sack differential needs to be completely opposite. They need to get in the the high 40s to 50s in sacks gotten and then – you know, in the 20 market or less of sacks given up. Got to take a break. When we come back, who is Kevin Warren? We'll find out next. Zach Zaidman, Tom Thayer, in for Mully and Haw until 10 o'clock on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to Zach Zaidman and Tom Thayer on Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Here until 10 o'clock, talking a lot of football. Tom Thayer's along. I'm Zach Zidman in for Mully and Haw this morning. All right, let's get right out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And joining us is Minnesota Vikings radio analyst Pete Bursich. You know him. He's from here. So uh, he is the, the perfect guy to talk about the new hire that's been made at Hallis Hall in Kevin Warren. But before we get to that, Pete, what happened yesterday to the Vikings? Oh, man, it was the same old defense, right? I mean, it it, it, it was just disappointing to, to see um, just up and down. I mean, you, you give up 266 yards in the first half of a football game. Um, and, it, and it wasn't... And I think the other thing too was it was just some of the mistakes, right? Guys uncovered. It's a lot of what we saw the first time, you know, the first time we played them, and so um, I think that's the that's that's the biggest disappointment. We went from a, you know, we're normally a five man front, three four type front. We went to a four man defensive line for the most part, um, and it really didn't affect anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? You make some changes, you do some things, and 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 it was kind of the same old, same old, but um, we didn't even get them into a third down until the second quarter. They had 14 points um, in the first quarter. Um, and we never, we never got into a third down. So um, overall, that's the, that's like that that's the big story is, is that the offense did as, as well as it could. Um, it's just defensively. We, we had a hard time just slowing them down. Hey Pete, when you look at um 16 passing first downs and three rushing first downs. I mean, to me, Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the National Football League. And, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's a good quarterback and he should um, accentuate what Dalvin Cook can do. What what happened to that running game? Would you guys have 61 yards rushing at home? At home, I know. I know, I know, and that's frustrating because the Giants were the 31st ranked running, you know, run right. defense per play on a per play basis. So, um, it, yeah, that's you know, Tom, you you bring up a great point. It's just it just went away, and and I think that's something that this team struggled with all year um, is just the identity of the running game, right? The identity of the running game. What what run what run plays do we do well? Um, what do we you know? What is it that uh, we want to do? And yeah, it was toward really toward the end of the third quarter, going into the third quarter, just it just went away, and we've seen that kind of we've seen that happen before with uh, with Dalvin. It's just it, it, we'll we'll run the ball in the beginning, and then toward the end of the game, we just kind of get away from it. Now sometimes it's because well, we're behind, obviously, but um, no, he's one of the most dynamic running backs in the league, and he's a great athlete. You need and you need to get him the football, and we just didn't get it to him enough. I mean, we had T.J. Hawkinson had another 100-yard game, which is great, but at the same time, it, when the running game is going, then the play action is going, and it also slows down those defensive linemen up front. 
so Cousins can get more time in the pocket because when he has time, he's deadly. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's it's just the, they all kind of go hand in hand. And you know, a year ago, Dalvin was one third of this offense, but by the end of the season, we saw him kind of you know slow down a little bit, wear down a little bit. But um, you know, this year, just just he was always kind of. It never really fit, you know what I mean, Tom. It just didn't. It just didn't fit. There's just not a, a a symmetry there. They weren't hand in gloves. So hopefully, hopefully that's something that you know this off season they could work on and, and, and get figured out. You know, you say T.J. Hawkinson, ten catches, 129 yards. But Justin Jefferson, seven catches for only 47 yards. So to me, if I'm a team playing the Minnesota Vikings, I'm okay with Hawkinson getting those types of yards, but I'm even more happy about Jefferson not being included. Kind of like your two most dynamic playmakers of Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, they weren't either fed the ball enough or put in a position to make big plays. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the the list, right? Whenever you play an offense like this, you – you write down who's the first person you want to stop, Justin Jefferson. Who's number two, Dalvin. And then you're like, yeah, so if they beat us with T.J. Hawkinson and K.J. Osborne and Adam Thielen, then they deserve to win, right? It's exactly right. Um, we got the ball to J.J. early. They were playing – they played a lot of off coverage on first and second down, so we were getting the short passing game. And, and um, you know, third downs, they were, they were going to the man-to-man and rolling up and doing some different things. And it's just – Cousins just doesn't he doesn't didn't want to throw him any he didn't look at the fifty fifty balls. You know what I'm saying? Off the top of my head exactly what they did to, you know, slow down JJ, I don't know. Um, but we just didn't have we didn't really have any shots deep. And, you know, on third down they'd go man to man and that means that would that means the ball would go to T J. It would go somewhere else, uh, because they had a man and a half over JJ. And, you know, sometimes, especially the last play of the game, you know, sometimes you just have to you just kind of throw that thing up there, you know. And Cousins doesn't like to do that, but um, it was just yeah, it's just disappointing to see the Giants did a good job. They're a very well coached team. Dable's very very good. Um, you know, um, Wink Martindale's a very good defensive coordinator. So um, I was impressed with with their game plan. Our defense looked like they were seeing things again for the first time, even though we just played them a couple weeks ago. I think that, and again, that that's probably the most disappointing part of the whole thing. Stepping away was just they were doing not necessarily the same plays, Tom, but there's the same things. You know, attacking the middle of the field, um, you know, free releasing the running back, and and just no one's there to make a tackle once he makes the catch. And um, yeah, it was just kind of a just an extension of the toward the end of that first football game and um yeah just to, to do that at home is disappointing to have the season that we had though is fantastic i mean we're overall very very happy with the way we exceeded expectations going into it to put it that way uh, but it looked like we used all of our fairy dust early in the season and just didn't have much left by the end of the year Pete Bursich is with us. He's the Minnesota Vikings radio analyst here on the score. Zach Saban and Tom Thayer filling in for Molly and Haw this morning. Yeah, 11-0 and in one-score games, and the first loss this season in a one-score game comes in yesterday's ballgame. You kind of mentioned it. You glossed over it a little bit, but I'm interested in your take, Pete, and, and Tom's as well. Why wouldn't Kirk Cousins uh, on that, that final down throw the ball at least nine yards. Well, he, yeah, it, we had 
what you had, you had two outside routes that were going deep, and then you had KJ Osborne across the you know middle of the field. The problem was Dexter Lawrence was absolutely just getting ready to to, to blow up, you know, to blow up Cousins. Now Dexter Lawrence is about six five, and he's about a Diet Coke from three sixty, right? He's a big dude. I mean, and he just couldn't see the middle of the field. Um, and doesn't he doesn't do well? We saw John, you know, we saw what Jones do. We, you, know, you guys saw it all all year with Fields. It's just the ability of a quarterback to step up and extend a play, and he doesn't really do that very well. Um, and so he felt like he was going to get sacked, so he started to move forward and just threw it to, you know, threw it to Hawkinson, who again man to man, so there wasn't any room for him in zone like he has, like he did a few times to catch the ball and run. And he felt it was better than taking the sack. So, yeah, I mean that last play is is um, it's it's unbelievably frustrating. But when you just take a step back and look at the game in the big picture, yeah, that that play is absolutely frustrating. Maybe some of the the clock management and timeouts before the end of the first half, but to put that game at all on our offense um, is is looking in the wrong place. I mean, our defense. The defense let us down, and again, it was all it was all the same things. But to give up 266 yards to the New York Giants in the first half, we gave up a lot of yards all year, um, and we kind of lived on sacks leading to turnovers. And we had a couple extra possessions that usually won us the game. We had two. We had a we had a fumble recovery, an interception, and a block punt in the first game to beat them, and that was only that was a last second field goal. Um, we didn't get any of those turnovers yesterday, and we didn't get any of those added possessions. And so we came up, obviously, you know, one possession short. So, yeah, just a just a frustrating, frustrating season or end of a season that went pretty well. All right, Pete, let's talk about Kevin Warren a little bit, the new president of the Chicago Bears, and you have some experience with him in your background with the Minnesota Vikings. The Bears have the first pick in the draft. Does Kevin Warren get involved in the conversation of the first pick in the draft, or does he have so many other details that he must pay attention to that he has to pay attention to them and then give Ryan Poles uh, the respect he deserves as the, as the general manager? Yeah, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I, I don't know the details of how they're going to set that up, but with when it came to things around here. Um, the football side of things was was the coaches, was the GM. They're the ones that made the decisions. Um, I don't recall him being active in those things. Maybe did those those decisions have to be run through him? That I don't, you know, I don't know that either. Um, but he's he's on the business side of things, right? He's he's taking care of the business and the corporation itself, and um, you know, he did in the. <laughs> The, the the results up here speak for themselves. I and mean, we got a stadium built in a town that really did not want to give tax breaks to billionaires and all that thing, you know, all those things that you hear. Um, but Kevin, whatever the Bears want to do from a corporate standpoint, what it is that they want to get done, Kevin will get it done. That's the kind of guy he is. He gets, he, he's a can do, he just gets it done. So um, for the Bears, they have to be excited to have a guy like him there because the business plan, where they see this franchise in five years, um, 10 years, that's what Kevin is going to get done for them. On the football side, let, you know, let the coaches coach do their things, and I think Kevin's going to make sure overall that the entire organization's operating on the same page, that they're all 
looking to get the same things done. And um, yeah, I mean, as like I said, you guys, you guys for the Bears themselves, whether or not Arlington's in the plan, whether you know whatever that plan is, um, it it's going to get done. <laughs> Kevin's going to come in, and you'll see he'll he'll start making things move. And um, it's going to be pretty exciting for you guys to see what the next five years brings for that organization. It is an interesting time to be a Bears fan because you've got all this stuff happening from the business standpoint. And then from a football standpoint, yeah, the Bears are coming off an awful 3-14 and 14 season. But the building blocks are there. The, the tools necessary to get yourself out of it are there. They've got the number one overall pick. They've got a lot of cap space. And they've got this city. You know how they've fallen in love with Justin Fields. Give me your assessment, because you've seen him now from a different viewpoint over the last couple of years. Give me your assessment of what you think of Justin Fields. You know, I think one of the things I liked most about Justin this year is I think he took on more of a leadership role, right? And he, he, he's taken on that, and um, in that respect, I think that's a good move for him. I mean, just to, just to see him develop that way. Um, he's still he, – he, he, you got to get him – you got to get him some some more time up front. And that just doesn't mean five new offensive linemen. That just means schematically um, get him the time to sit in the pocket. And he's got to throw the football. There's there's every game that I've seen of his. There's there's opportunities once once he starts to run, right? Once he gets, once he gets flushed a few times and pulls the thing down and has some success running, he doesn't necessarily sit in the pocket long enough to let plays develop. Right. He doesn't really always throw guys open. And, you know, you kind of want to look at him and say, listen, I don't care if you throw two or three interceptions a game, but we've got to develop and get this passing game to the point where you become a passing quarterback. Because if he wants to continue to run all, you know, as much as he does, he's going to put himself at risk of missing a handful of games a season just due to injury. He's just running, just, he's doing too much in that respect. He's got to learn and be good with sitting in the pocket, throwing some incompletions. Hey, sometimes you throw the ball away. Sometimes you have to do that. You can't make uh, you know, a 20-yard run out of every single drop back. Sometimes it's just not there, and you got to get rid of it. So a little bit more discretion, I think, in, in that respect, and really try to become a passing quarterback scramble to continue to look downfield, because once that stuff starts to happen, you change the way guys rush, right? But you need to be still be able to throw the ball, even though you pulled it down and started to move around, and you're still looking down the field. And um, if if he can get to that point, um, that way he can save himself, right? You just can't. I just don't see. You you've seen it before, right? You with, with a different with a different court, Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, he just he did so much for Baltimore this year, and then by the end of the season, he's just too beat up. You just couldn't just can't continue that pace. So, um, you know, for me, I like to see him keep doing kind of what he's doing, but really, <laughs> but for you guys, I want to see, you know, you want to see him scramble a bit more, keep plays live and, uh, continue, you know, throw the football down the field, you know, get him maybe some more help in the receiver in the receiver. You guys have a lot, a lot of building around him to do, but like you said, the foundations in place, um, you need some big guys up front. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys had the opportunity to do those things and to add some pieces. So this offseason is going to be, I think, pretty exciting for the Bears, right? You know, first number one overall pick, wouldn't want to wouldn't want to do it. You know, you would want to have that, so to speak. I don't know if there's a clear number one coming out of the college draft this year, but um, whatever you do, um, that player is going to have a lot of pressure on him and a lot of eyes on him. So 
you know, you know, Pete, watching Dexter Lawrence play the other day, he did a nice job. And what oh. you know, your expertise is in the linebacker position where you played your whole career. And you think of the Bears having the number one pick in the draft, and the only thing you talk about with that pick is quarterbacks. Do you think there's a defensive position out there that has the value that you could go out there and change your defense with the number one pick in the draft? Or is it don't think about defense, think about trading it, or some type of more explosive offensive player? Well, yeah, you you can. It is because that position and that, that, that spot is so quarterback heavy. Yeah, you might get somebody to give you more. You know, you need bodies, right? So you may you may find someone who wants a quarterback or needs a quarterback so badly they're willing to, to trade down or, you know, give you more of what you need. So if you can get just more picks at that spot, um, that might be, that would be a good move. You know, you look at what sauce Gardner did uh, for the New York giant or for the New York jets, excuse me. Um, A a guy like Dexter Lawrence, it's a little bit more risky. Um, We've seen, I think more people, more busts, more guys that just, didn't quite make it when you when you're talking about a number one overall interior defensive lineman um defensive ends i don't know if there's anybody there that's a clear you know absolute physical freak because that's what you're going to get at that number one pick if you don't go quarterback you're going to get somebody who's just a freak physically um at defensive end i don't you know i don't know i have to you know look again but i would say offensive tackle for sure if you can get yourself a a bookend or a guy that's going to be there and play well for 10 years that really that really solidifies or starts to solidify that offensive line you know protect the blind side you know that stereotype the whole thing um but you kind of have to draft it's the edges of an offense and the edges of a defense right defensively you got to have great corners and great defensive ends so if maybe find one of those guys and then offensively, you got to have that. You got, you know, Riley Reef. I love Riley Reef. He's a great guy. Um, he's a little long in the tooth, but you, you, so you need to find that tackle, right? That that guy that's going to be healthy and going to play, and not have to worry about that position for the next at least five years because you got him on a contract for five years. I mean, that's that I think is a worthwhile number one. It may not be glamorous, right? It may not be sexy. Uh, you know, you're not you're not going to get a four three type wide receiver. It, it, it's not it's it may not be as exciting as you want, right? But at the same time, I think as a move for the for the team and something to build on, um, that those are the positions that um, you know. And again, this is not knowing anything coming out of the draft. I'm not a draft guy yet. I haven't even looked at it. But um, overall, those are the positions I think that you may want to consider. Pete, great stuff. Refresh my memory again. Did did Providence Catholic beat Joliet Catholic? Am I? I, I don't remember what transpired. Well, well, I mean, you know, it, it, yeah, because I mean, it, it, that's just how it, it's just how it goes, right? I mean, I don't, you know, I don't remember the last time we didn't. You know, we may have to go back thirty or forty years. Sorry, Tom. I just, I just don't recall. Well, a loss you better capitalize on your one victory right now, Pete. <laughs> this is the first and last chance you get on Chicagoland Radio to talk about Providence uh, Celtics beating the Joliet Catholic. Oh Alzheimer's. man, yeah. I'm, you know, they had, a, they did have a great year this yeah, year, did. and uh, you know, for uh, Tyler, he did such a great job as, as the coach there. Um, so, yeah, I'm proud of them. Doug Turnick, my old buddy's uh, athletic director. So they're they're turning things. Look out! We're gonna you know we're turning things around down there. 
right? I, I played with Tyler's dad at Notre Dame, so I kind of oh, subcon- I subconsciously pulled for the Platts family and uh, yeah. and you know wish the best for them. What did you do? Beat the hell out of him or something when he was there? No, I mean, he was he was an off- he was an offensive lineman like I was. So oh, you know boy. we are standing in the same line together. I was going to say, I mean, you know, what'd you do? Piss him off, and then you have the rest of the family <laughs> just have a. You know what I mean? Enacting their revenge upon Tom Thayer and the Catholic high, you know, Jelly Catholic Hilltoppers. I, I think yeah, what a great like what a what block, a block punt and a block field goal or something in that yeah. game helped you. Yeah. What a great what a great rivalry, it. man. Yes, it you is. Know, and, oh yeah, don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, yeah, great stuff. <laughs> All right. Pete, thank don't you panic, so much. Panic. Don't panic, yeah. Tom. Don't panic. Oh no. Just just hang in there, right? We run, we run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you, Pete. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Pete. And, uh, here we go. Yep. Take care. Pete Bursich, right, who is the uh, Minnesota Vikings radio analyst. but uh, You know, just yeah. so at the double doink game, Uh-oh. right? So, and then you think of Pete. You know, Pete's doing the broadcast, and he's going, okay, you know, just think about who will play next week and where we'll have to go or who will come here. It's just like the double doink game. I was sitting in the booth thinking, okay, we'll go to wherever we will go the next week. And then you already start thinking about plans in advance. And then the rugs pulled out from underneath your feet and you have to make no plans. It's like, you know, last night Pete was in Minnesota calling this game and now the season's over. I just think that the immediacy of the end of a football season is sometimes as hard to take as anything because it's so unexpected. Yeah. I I think the double doink game, the bears were headed to Los Angeles to play the Rams. I I think after they, I mean, Vic Fangio did a, a whale of a job against the Rams during the regular season. You, you figure they would have ended up in New Orleans playing for the uh, NFC Championship, right. but eh, it wasn't meant to be. I thought about that, by the way, this weekend, because you had Staley, who was part of that staff yeah. with the Bears in, in 2018, and it builds up a 27 to nothing lead over Doug Peterson, right? Who was the coach of the Eagles back then. And I, I, I texted uh, a, a few of my friends, and I said, this is, this is the revenge for the double-doink game, and... Peterson still ended up winning, <laughs> rallying from 27 down to knock out the Chargers. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, something that Pete said caught my ear. I want to run it by you. All right. Tom Thayer is here. I'm Zach Zaidman in for Mully and Hall on the score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You're listening to Zach Zaidman and Tom Thayer on Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. 
Alongside Tom Thayer, Zach Sageman with you. Ron Coomer joins us at 9 Coom o'clock. Coom Dog. Coom Dog. Got a lot of stuff to talk about following Cubs convention. It's been a, a down weekend for me. I went out to dinner with Coom Dog in Dallas. Did you really? During yeah, the season. for the Bears game. Yeah. Can you believe it? Great guy. He's something I, else. I, I can't believe it because I was sent a whole bunch of pictures and uh, it looked like you guys had a good time. You took Jeff with you. Yeah. Yeah, so Coom Dog and I, we both have a mutual friend who moved down to Dallas and has flourished hugely in the Dallas area. And so a group of guys from Lockport, mm-hmm. including Coom Dog, they all came down for the Bears-Dallas game, and we all went out over to uh, our buddy Jody's house for a pregame dinner. That's pretty cool. With the, with the Zerangs, with Coletti, the whole crew. Oh, you brought them. Yeah. Wow. Really cool. And the Bears, that was that was Justin Fields had a, a monster game that day against the Cowboys, but unfortunately the defense had a the Cowboys had a monstrous <sighs> game. Yes. Twenty five yard quarterback sneak. Pollard uh, had a huge game. Yeah. Dak got off to hey. Tonight, another playoff game. Right. Dallas on the road at Tampa. Thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm pulling. I'm pulling for Tampa. You know, Bobby Slater, head trainer, and some of the guys we know down there. I'm mm-hmm. kind of pulling for Tom Brady, um, because it's not necessarily that I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I, I just, you know, like to see this uh, magical mystery tour going for Brady <laughs> and see where it ends up. And, um, you know, I I'd like to see what Jerry Jones does after this season, if in fact. Uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't win this playoff game. And I think there's a lot riding on it for uh, for Dallas not to make any changes if they go into Tampa and lose against 45-year-old Tom Brady. I feel like Brady's not retiring at the end of this season. He should. I think the worst thing about football at that age is if you want to just take it one year too long because then that's when you become susceptible to injuries you don't have – there's a lot of your faculties that will be in the decline even within a one-year time. He doesn't have escapability. If he doesn't go to a team that has um, an offensive line that can withstand and sustain protection, you know, you, you take a chance of you know, Brady getting hurt. I was going to talk about uh, something that Pete Bursich said about Justin Fields. Yeah. But no, bring it up. There'll I want to hear there'll be plenty of t- I, I, You got me thinking about the Brady okay. thing because – you look at some of the teams out there that could use a quarterback that have the other positions in place. Would he ever consider going to the Jets where you have all the pieces offensively, all the pieces defensively, the only thing you're really missing is the quarterback. But that's that's like going to the Packers if you're a Bear or vice versa. Right. Well, you know, anything. You know, would would he consider going to a team like Minnesota? You know, Minnesota, Minnesota brings in some offensive line talent. They got Dalvin Cook. They got Jefferson. They got a good tight end. They got K.J. Osborne. Um, they got a home, a supportive home crowd that make you, giving you the opportunity to win home games. But they don't have the defense at a championship level. Like there's certain for example, like Brock Purdy's doing a phenomenal job right now and if if the 49ers win the Super Bowl with Brock Fur- Purdy as the quarterback, they're not making a switch. But if they don't uh-huh. win, that's home. You know the 49ers are that's a spe- do you go out 
with San Francisco where everything is in place to win a championship other than the quarterback? Do you look at a team like Miami again where you're not sure if Tua can play after the three concussions that he suffered this season, but everything's in place? My, I'd be more likely to go to Miami when you look at the – they got a top tight end. They got two world-class speed wide receivers. They got a good running game. Um, and Miami is an advantage when you're one of these cold weather teams and you go down there and play. And again, I played my last year in Miami, so I know what it's like to have a team come in in December when we've been practicing every day in 85 degrees, they've been practicing in 30 degrees, and they come down and try to play a early afternoon game in Miami. All right, now this is what I wanted to ask you about with Pete Bursich. He said that you just have to be able to, to get fields to understand with the Bears that you can't run all the time. It's just not something that's sustainable. Can you take a guy who hasn't thought that way, at least at the NFL level, and teach him to become the kind of passer you need? Yes, you can. I you can. I to me, like we talked about a couple of minutes ago, I got to take in all Justin's negative plays. We're not necessarily where he threw an interception, but maybe didn't hit the receiver according to the structure of the play you just called in the huddle. And so, rather than him not following through with what he just said to everybody in the huddle and exactly how it's going to factor out in the field, I I think that's one of the things that can help Justin develop to that next level of quarterback within this year's time before, uh, you know, to make, to show him improve and, and kind of turn that corner. I, I Again, I have huge expectations for Justin, but then again, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it is about him mastering the terminology, the offense, and then going back and look at the plays that he failed to make to tell himself, to reconvince himself that, okay, this is what I need to do on this play. This is what I need to do when I see this defense against this play. And I think that's where he and Luke have to have that special relationship of development. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we talk some baseball and more with the Coom Dog. Ron Coomer joins us. Zach Sadman, Tom Thayer, in for Mully and Haw until 10 o'clock on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.